So welcome back, everybody, um, to this Phoenix Wellness Coaching podcast. I'm Jeanette, the owner of Phoenix Wellness and your host for today. And if you've been following us before, I'm so happy to have you back. Um, and hopefully you will be finding these um, podcasts really, really useful, interesting, and maybe even a little bit inspiring or thought-provoking. Um, this is our second season. And as I've said before, we will be bringing in some great um, new experts, um, people with good stories to tell. And we're focusing very much in this season on values and how they drive us to do what we're supposed to be doing and to find our purpose in life. Um, I talked a little bit before about how I came to find my own values. And I wanted to come back on and do another piece of that, um, me just talking to you. Um, It's not so much about values, but something that really struck me. So if you're like me, I love reading and I do an awful lot of reading. At the moment, I am in the middle of reading Rise, Sister Rise, a book by Rebecca Campbell. And it's all about a guide to unleashing the wise wild woman within. And it's a really fascinating book and so much is resonating with me. Um, But I was reading it last night and one of the chapters really... Um, struck a chord for me and made me want to come on and do this podcast because it it struck a chord because it reminded me of things that perhaps aren't perfect or aren't as good in my life as I thought they would be and actually why that is the case. So the chapter was really entitled Healing the Mother Line. Um, So, you know, this will be a little bit woo-woo, but I know it will actually resonate with a lot of people and this is very much about the only way that we can heal ourselves and start to look after ourselves and reach our full potential is if we start to look back and heal those that came before us and certainly I'll read you a little bit from the book Um, it opens in this chapter saying until we're able to nurture and mother ourselves we won't be able to receive the nurturing and mothering that we've been longing for ourselves The more we look to other people or the world around us to fill us up, the longer we will feel undernourished, parched, and like we're running on empty. And then that paragraph ends with the question, are you mothering yourself? So this really feeds into that whole idea about self-care. Because again, we know these old cliches of you can't... um, seek to support someone else you can't love someone else before you love yourself or you can't give from an empty cup and it's so important so are you mothering yourself first before you seek to mother others and I thought that was a really interesting question I talk to many many women as they approach perimenopause and go through that menopausal transition who complain or talk to me with a real question in their voice about saying that they've lost connection to themselves. And that feels really sad. They don't know who they are. They don't know who they used to be. And they don't know who they're going to be in the future. And they're desperately seeking that validation, often external validation of who they are and what their worth is. And a lot of this comes back to the fact that as women, we spread ourselves too too thinly. We're often out there helping everybody. 
we might be of that generation that came through in the 1980s, the we can have it all. If you're in your 40s to 50s, you'll be in that we can have it all generation where we felt we had to have it all. We had to do it all. We had to be superwoman and not show any kinks in our armor or any areas where we might not be quite as perfect or able to do the things that we thought we could always do or that we thought we were expected to do. And this comes down to the fact that when we don't look after ourselves, when we stop mothering ourselves or start to believe that we don't need that mothering or that we don't need to look after ourselves because it's more important to look after everybody else, we lose the connection with who we are and what we're all about. This often comes to the fore through menopause because so much about our minds and bodies is changing. We're literally rewiring all over the show. And it's not a surprise that we start to lose connection or not understand who we are anymore. We might look different in the mirror. Our hair might be different. Our nails might be different. We might feel different. We might have put on weight. We might be struggling with brain fog and not recognize that suddenly we we're struggling to do things. We might lose confidence. It knocks our self-esteem. We don't really know what our place is anymore. We're no longer that vibrant mother who was mothering everybody, who was getting the children ready for school, making sure hubby had everything he wanted, getting ourselves out the door. Whatever our family may look like, and that's a traditional sense, Not every family is the same, but at some point we will be in that mothering or caregiving role. And during that role, we can lose touch with who we are as women, what fires us up, what we're passionate about, what keeps us going, what's important to us, because we feel that all of those external forces are important to us. We might be trying to be the Wonder Woman mother at home and then we go into the workplace and we're trying to be the director or the managing director, having that fantastic career, being all things to everybody again, looking after our team, growing our team, delivering fantastic work, making a massive difference. And often as we go through menopause, whilst that might be harder for us, we get validation from that role. We know In that role, when we're at work, we're doing this, we're this person. People expect us to behave in a certain way. They see us in a certain way. And that's great. But again, is that genuinely us? Are we in touch with our authentic selves? Are we in touch with our values? Are we doing something that lights our fire? This is all about mothering ourselves. And when I say mothering ourselves, I don't mean molly coddling, wrapping us up in cotton wool. I mean, looking after all those facets of our personality and our well-being that keep us being the women we are, being the amazing women we are and the amazing women we want to be. But it all starts with mothering and nurturing ourselves. When we're not doing that, we're in effect self-harming. One of my dear friends said that to me only recently. I'm doing everything. I've got a full-time job, which I love. I'm making a difference. I've got my own business. I'm there for my brother and my family. I'm giving in so many ways. And that meets with my Christian values. But actually, I recognize that my well is actually empty, that I'm tired, that I'm overwhelmed, that I'm just not looking after myself. 
that I'm not meeting my own needs. So in her desire to mother others, she's forgetting to mother herself. And actually that's harming her. It is a form of self-harm. We're not self-harming in ways that perhaps are noticeable or are in inverted commas, accepted in society or recognized in society. We're not cutting ourselves with a knife and seeing ourselves bleed. But metaphorically, we are. Because we're not mothering ourselves, we're bleeding and we're bleeding till we're dry. And it's hard to come back from that. Menopause gives us that opportunity and that absolute 100% need to look inward, to look to ourselves, to look at how we can mother ourselves, how we can become authentically ourselves. So in order to do that, we need to take reflection. We need to learn from other relationships around us or even look at those relationships that may be difficult. And when I come back to this book, one of the things it says in here is the mother-daughter relationship has got to be the most complex of them all. And most women do all they can to resist the fate of ending up like their mothers. And it's not because we don't love our mothers, we don't um, admire them, we're not inspired by them, but there will always be facets of their personality that we don't want to take on. And for me, that relationship with my mother is possibly one of the most fraught relationships On the surface, we get on really well. I want to be that good, caring, loving, reliable daughter. And as she ages, I want to be that person. But I find that as I grow, the mothering that my mother wants to give is actually smothering. I no longer or I rarely tell her when I'm very ill because actually her weight of concern and need to mother me is too huge for me to handle. And that sounds horrible, absolutely horrible. But I recognize that her need to still feel like my mother, to care, to nurture, to mother me, is actually smothering me. And I know it's her need that as she ages and as I age, and I'm out there living my own life, finding my own way, doing my own thing, her sense of need is diminishing. It's diminishing that perhaps her daughter, her son, and others around her don't need her as much or in the same way as they once did. And I know my own mother had a troubled childhood. She was a child that grew up in the Second World War. At the age of nine, she lost her own mother in really traumatic circumstances. Her relationship with her father was quite difficult. He was a difficult, domineering, strong, almost aggressive man. And he ruled her life. So mum grew up with no real strong, nurturing female role models. Even though she had older sisters, they were out living their own life. And she had a very powerful, strong, strict man. And that actually didn't teach her how to be a nurturing person, perhaps. And she craved those relationships. She says now, when we're talking openly, that maybe she didn't have that close relationship, not having a mother as she grew up, that actually being a mother of a woman growing up was very difficult. She didn't know how to relate to people. 
to me as I grew up, to my brother as we grew up. And I recognize that. And I recognize that some of my kicking back against how her way of mothering is, is because I feel smothered. And again, it's because she just wants to be the best mum. So it makes that relationship really difficult. And I know many other mothers will be going through that. And menopause brings that up for you because your children may not need you in the same way as they once did. And that's where you need to turn inward. Look at authenticity. You know, when I talk about the relationship with my mother, it is a close relationship. We do love each other. We do care. We do want the best for each other. And yet it's difficult at the same time. So how can we ensure that those relationships are good, that they're not draining us, that we can get everything we need to heal ourselves, to mother ourselves? We need to look at our values. What are our value systems? Are we living according to our values? Are our values being compromised in the work that we do, in the lives that we live, in the relationships that we have? And actually working and living in a value system that is compromised makes it really, really difficult. So you need to mother your values, work out what they are, what they mean to you, and use those in your daily life to move forward. Think about how do you nurture yourself? Are you eating a good, healthy, balanced diet? Or are you feeding everybody else first and then grabbing something on the go? Actually feeding ourselves, putting good nutrition in is a way of mothering ourselves. It's a way of thanking our bodies and our minds for everything that they do for us. And it's so important. Are you giving yourselves those mental breaks? Are you having the opportunity to get out, to exercise, to walk, to enjoy nature, to replenish your cup, just to get away from those stressful situations, breath work, meditation, taking time to do these things is a way of mothering yourself. You're not taking time out away from others. You're simply filling your own cup so that you can be more authentically you and know how to mother others. It's a really simple concept and It was only when reading this book that I actually thought about it and wanted to talk about it. So again, mothering yourself is difficult, but it's so important. You can't be a nurturer and care about others until you're caring about yourself. It's not selfish. It's not mean. It's not single-mindedness. It's an absolute importance. And it was reading this book and those lines that made me realize how important it was. And it might be a strange concept to talk about mothering yourself, but actually think about it. Go away, reflect. How do you mother yourself? How do you look after yourself? Are you doing it? Are you healing yourself before you try to heal others? Because that's the vitally important thing. So as I say, this This episode was a little bit shorter and a bit different to normal, but again, something that really resonated with me, put a light bulb off, and that I felt I wanted to come in here and talk about. I would love to hear your views. What do you do to look after yourself, to nurture yourself, to mother yourself? 
Have you gone through that whole process of not recognizing and being connected to yourself? How have you healed that connection and got back to you and what's important? So we'd love to hear those views. Listen in, blog to me, email me. You can reach me at Jeanette at phoenixwellness.co.uk. Love to hear your thoughts. And do subscribe to this podcast. It'll be available via my own podcast link, or you can look us up on Phoenix Wellness Coaching Podcast via Spotify and many of the other systems that are out there, those chosen um, platforms that you like to use, and join in the conversation. And as I say, good to be back talking on this second season and looking forward to bringing lots of other experts and conversations to you very soon. Um, For more support, as I say, email me or head over to my website, www.phoenixwellness.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.